Enjoy the show. We're doing it live. We're just like the gummy bears. <laughs> Here and there and everywhere. Just like the gummy bears. <laughs> that sounds like an action sequence. John Wesley snipes Craven. <laughs> He's Sony with Burt Kreischer. The machine. You can never watch enough Burt Kreischer. You know, Santa is fucking like a true communist there. Jesus. All right, I got my news, and I'm ready to give it to you, Giggity. So let's start the show. And, of course, this is a Purjangers of All Hangers Media Network presentation. This is the 196th podcast in the regiment. And, of course, we are... The Triforce Podcast, of course. I'm Matthew Bugrow, the Matman. In the Pajanger Box, we have Christopher Bristow, the old man. Hello, hello. And, of course, we have one Katarina Thermoscara, Cat Go Google. Hello. And uh, we always want you to join us every Thursday for the Triforce Podcast, where we go over all the latest in nerdy news and geek culture and try to force it on you. We want you to hop on over here to pjandwh.com where you're going to find I actually did my job and I updated all of the funniest moments that you will find from our latest podcast as well as last week's uh, Lugnuts podcast, Swoopy-lined Nissan Queefer, as well as Triforce podcast from Cockknocker to My Fisto, a Mark Hamill journey. We go there, here, and everywhere, and we want you to also hop on over here. I love to that title. We're just like the gummy bears. <laughs> here and there and everywhere. Just like the gummy bears. <laughs> we... I would love to get some of that gummy berry juice. Can you oh imagine? Oh, my God. That would be I have amazing. to imagine it's like an energy drink. It would make your ass raw, though, because you're, jump, you're bouncing on concrete. Not when the... you're a human. It affects humans differently. It gives us super strength. Oh, shit. That's right. We get super strength. All right. Never mind. Little Captain Soul, uh, you know, you don't Captain bounce. America. Those are for the gummy bears. Bounce here and there. Yeah, humans yeah. get super strength. What was, yeah, the, uh, what was the white guy's name that hung around with the gummy bears that always know. did acid because he could see the I don't know. Bears? Let's call him Stuart. We yeah. can call him Stuart. Yeah. He needs a very white-sounding name. Trevor. Yeah, Trevor. Trevor. <laughs> Trevor. Trevor. His name no, is Trevor. No, it's got to be something that sounds medieval. Noah? Archimedes. No, Archimedes. The owl. No. Arthur. It was something very white. Utha. Um, yeah. But we also want you to contact Drew. the team. You can <laughs> leave us your name, your message. <laughs> Do you have something Bob. luggy and nutty? An awesome car. Find it. Uh, you'll yeah. enter it here. You'll also find us on all social media handles, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. But we don't join here for that. We join here for the same reason every week, because tonight, Sam and Bucky get couples counseling. Jack Claptrap Black of Ratchet Release Date, Elon's Warthog and more on the Triforce podcast. And we're going to hop on over here to the first story, which is Dan Harmon. And uh, Fox greenlights a new Dan Harmon animated series. Fox and Rick and Morty co-creator Dan Harmon are headed towards ancient Greece. 
The network has given the series order uh, to an animated series for Harmon to premiere in 2022. The show is set in mythical ancient Greece and centers around uh, centers on a family of humans, gods and monsters, and that tries to run one of the world's first cities without killing each other. Good luck. The show stems from a direct broadcast deal Harmon signed with Fox that included a series commitment of uh, for an animated show. The show will be wholly owned and financed by Fox Entertainment, with the company's Bento Box Entertainment serving as animated studio. Uh, leave it I feel to like this is like MTV's The Real World in ancient Greece. I would love yeah. that of gods and humans. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, that's awesome! When people stop being gods and start being real. So Joe, uh, John, Joe Walsh <laughs> from the Eagles says, <laughs> "Sup, peoples." Sup. Unfortunately, we did find out it is not Joe Walsh and the yeah, uh, the silver bullet. The man. silver bullet. I know. Band. I knew him from somewhere. Which is why I'm glad that I stuck with John Walsh of America's <laughs> Most Wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, Kat was the only person with her facts straight. Good night, people. Call me Google for nothing. Like usual. <laughs> so, leave it to Dan Harmon to turn the mythos of early Greek civilization into a remarkably sharp commentary on today's politics, celebrity, and pop culture said Fox Entertainment president Michael Thorne. This project is an incredibly uh, reverent family comedy as told by mo- one, of the mo- uh, one of the town's most inventive storytellers. We are proud to be partnered with Dan on the series, uh, which strengthens our hold on the animated space. And as we continue to build the Fox Entertainment, uh, marks an important first step for us with our first fully owned scripted property. So they're pimping out Dan Harmon to rebuild their universe. Someone lose a bet? Apparently Dan Harmon. I don't know. <laughs> um, they say that's why Jordan played baseball. <laughs> Harmon will serve as executive producer of the Untitled Show, which is set to premiere 2022. Wasn't that for half a season? What? Jordan, the baseball, well, whatever the bet was, it was, yeah, no, as long as, yeah, he didn't do well, he didn't do well, but I do believe Bugs Bunny talked him out of it. I think I saw a documentary on that. We we saw it. Yeah. Yes. 20, 30 years ago or so. So it joins a lineup of animated series at Fox that includes long running stalwarts like the Simpsons, Family Guy, and Bob's Burgers, along with Bless the Hearts, Duncanville, the Great North, and the upcoming Housebroken. Uh, the network is also developing an animated X-Files spinoff. Duncanville's not Duncan Trussell, is it? I don't know. Okay. Maybe another guy named Duncan. All right. Because Duncan Trussell is... is the, uh, uh, he has that, uh, that other show on Netflix. Midnight Gospel? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he has another show. Who knows? That'd be great. Midnight Gospel is still a trip. Oh, my God. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. It is. Yeah. Um, It is a psychedelic joyride. But in in this, I trust in Dan Harmon because, you know, Rick and Morty, uh, the Dan Harmon story circle, you know, he just has a solid storytelling presence. And especially with the shows that he's done, you know, like Solar Opposites and other kind of Rick and Morty spinoffs, 
that just seem like a cookie-cutter copy to where it doesn't really capture the lightning of, you know, Rick and Morty. Because Rick and Morty was just, you know, uh, almost like a parody of Back to the Future, you know, in an idea form. But with this show... That was their idea of Back to the Future? Well, no, the... Rick is Doc and Morty is, you know, Michael okay. J. Fox without Parkinson's. They don't, we presume, they don't really, don't know, they don't really they don't. go back in time. They, they sort of the go everywhere else. Idea. So the characters. Okay. I got base. You. There you go. So we'll have to see if this actually does turn out well. But we will have to see how the next story turns out. Because a certain big game happened to where a lot of people put money, well, not a lot of people this year, but some people put money into commercials, as they say. One thing that we're working on with our buddies, a commercial. But somebody else's buddies have a really great thing going on here because a new trailer for Falcon and the Winter Soldier released on the big game's day. Uh, Marvel, which the trailer's below. Marvel released this, which we did think that there was going to be some kind of a big movie trailer thing happening here. Um, Marvel released, uh, hey, buddy. Hey, bud. A new trailer for the Falcon Winter Soldier, a six-episode series that debuts on Disney Plus March 19th. The show takes place after the events of Avengers Endgame. Steve Rogers is retired as Captain America in an attempt to live the simple life uh, with his woman, Peggy Cotta. Sam Wilson has picked up the Captain's shield. The trailer opens with the heroes being interviewed in what looks like a jail cell and by what looks like a therapist. Asking Mr. Barnes, why does Sam aggravate you? And then we saw Sam jump out of the plane without actually discussing the plan itself. But we're getting a lot of new footage here. We didn't get this amount of information from Falcon Winter Soldier. We see uh, Sam and Bucky both tossing around Cap Shield. We see uh, U.S. Agent in that classic footage. We see some new stuff here with some kind of action Sam going in between, you know, the canyons and missiles blowing up. We see Cap's uh, grand niece involved in this. We know that uh, Don Cheadle's war machine is going to be in this show. This trailer itself really gets me hyped for this series. I can't wait for it because it's, uh, I believe it's like, what, March 18th or 19th, something like that. It's dropping out. It's going to be such a good show. And they're going to be longer. They're going to be the 45-minute range because these are six episodes. And like Marvel said, each of these franchise little Disney Plus series are going to be six-hour-long series. So we're really – I feel like this this is going to be Marvel's odd couple. (laughs) I can see that. You know? Because right here she's saying, are you really having a staring contest? Honestly, (laughs) how old are we? That's how they end the trailer. How we awesome never, is that? We never left elementary school, some of us. Exactly. But that's, like, how awesome is this trailer? You know, you see Sam and Bucky tossing the shield back and forth. We see the, you know, a lot of action, a lot of things that you want. Baron Zemo. We have a lot of great talent attached to this as well. So, you know, I really think that the future of the MCU is really bright with this one. Especially since it really didn't matter what came first. The chicken or the egg? No. WandaVision or Falcon Winter Soldier. Both of them are going to be solid start-offs to the Phase 4. 
yeah, we talked about that last week, last week, uh, with, um, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier were, was supposed to be first, but it really didn't really matter yeah. for, you know, either one, you know, to debut because they were kind of like in this, in this weird, like catching up to the timeline of Infinity War and Endgame and explaining the events past that. And, yeah. you know, so bringing that all to light. Yeah. I mean, it is really impressive to, uh, to the amount of money and the, you know, attention to detail and everything that they're doing with this series and the interconnectivity between the movies and the series. It's something that we always hope from for Marvel <clears throat> to where I really feel like if this is where they're investing, especially given it six hour chunks, this is going to be great, especially once we get to cap uh, Ms. Marvel in December. I'm assuming December because they said it's coming out this year, so we'll see. But you know. I'm just I'm just going, riding the journey, man. They yeah. they can as long as they do these shows right. I'm, I'm I'm already invested. Look, ride the journey, just don't chase the dragon because a lot of pe- people have been chasing the dragon to this next story, which of course is always. A great segue because Tom Holland denies rumors that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are going to appear in. Spider-Man Did he 3. say legally, "I'm not allowed to say anything"? No, they actually. <laughs> they say I'm not allowed to say anything. Now, so... last week he's been saying that this is going to be a great movie. It's going to be an amazing movie. It's going to be the best movie, no, Spider-Man movie ever. No, it's not. But for months, he's, he's talking to a wasp. Rumors. I think that they're telling him that those other guys Anglo-Saxon aren't in there, so he Protestant. really believes that. Well, here's the thing. The, the plot thickens. For months, rumors have been spinning that suggest former web-slinger Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield were joining Tom Holland for Spider-Man 3. However, Holland has seemingly detangled the web of gossip. According to Holland, Maguire and Garfield will not make an appearance in the Spider-Man movie. Quote, no, no, they will not be appearing in this film. End quote. <laughs> it's my best Tom Holland. Said it just like that? I, I imagine. He also said he got battered and bruised while uh, uh, filming the Uncharted movie. Oh, I'm heavens. With, uh, oh, the poor actor got bruised. Oh, the actor I was going to say he got battered so and bruised lying. from all the, uh, all the Disney executives telling him, no, Tom Holland, no. <laughs> Shut up. No, it was, it was like a, after the first couple times he spoiled things, it was like a sock party in the military to where they just showed up at night at his house. They put oh. a blanket over him. Got a little oh, yeah. couple tube socks. They gave him a blanket party. Yeah. They gave him a blanket party. Ah, that's why know. I think he. You learn when you get a blanket. Those party. guys are not in it because everyone keeps telling him because he can't keep his mouth. So he told Esquire, unless they have He's hidden been playing the Spider-Man video game. That's what it is. <laughs> so he told Esquire, "quote Unless they have hidden the most massive piece of information from me, which I think is too big of a secret for them to keep from me, but." Of yet, no, it'll be a continuation of the Spider-Man movies that we've been making. But Holland has been known to spoil massive Marvel plot points, which could be, uh, so it could be true that the studio hid some secrets from him and the rest of the cast. They do it all the time, he says. In Avengers Endgame, Robert Downey Jr.'s funeral scene, for the longest time, I was under the impression that it was a wedding. I'm 100% sure they're still tricking me. <laughs> they don't tell him Rightfully shit. He gets so. a fake script with his lines. They don't tell him. At shit. this point, he should be self-aware enough to know that he can't be trusted. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. Because he sang like a bird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like in the heist movie. There's always that one guy that's the he's the patsy. You know, he doesn't know what's going on. Nobody tells him what's going on with the plan. Unless it's Tom Holland. Unless they told him to t- say that. Go hey, ahead Tom. and tell him this. Hey Tom, okay. do you enjoy getting paid by Disney and Marvel? He's either become this. very good at lying, yeah. or he's being lied to. I gotta say, it, he's way too young and innocent. It's got to be the lied to thing. They've done Take it before. A wrong profession, man. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but in 2020, it's a politics. It was announced that yeah, Benedict that went well. Benedict Cumberpatch and, and Jamie Foxx would be joining the cast of Spider-Man 3. This sparked the rumors that it may be entering the multiverse. Uh, spark the rumors. Yeah, but a, uh, upcoming see, film. Did you do that on purpose? No, he did not. No, I was reading the article. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> that he would be coming up against other Peter Parkers, such as McGuire and Garfield. Rumors fueled by an official video posted by Sony Channel Latin America. That compiled scenes from other Spider-Man films. Who's your favorite Spider-Man? You don't have to choose. In the Marvel multiverse, anything can happen. Video stated, adding that in Spider-Man 3, you will quite possibly see everyone. Yes, the three Peter Parkers saving the world together. Although the video has since been made private, and understandably made fans believe that the Parkers would be joining in with Holland's universe. So... Other rumors are that Keanu Reeves is being eyed for Craven the Hunter on a Sony movie. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. They've been wanting to get him in the universe. It's just Sony's. You got to segue somehow. Now, if that agreement between the two studios keeps going on because it's still mutually beneficial for both of them and they start adding in like Venom and Morbius and, you know, all these other Sony character villains into the MCU and maybe even other films and stuff like that, then I think that both, if they have that, you know, that two-lane highway, What's they can get Craven's stuff done. What's first name, though? Wes. Uh, <laughs> darn it. <laughs> Well, then Keanu can't play him because he plays characters named John. It's he can John pretend. Wesley Craven. John Wesley Craven. Okay. <laughs> John Wesley Snipes Craven. There you go. That sounds like an action sequence. John Wesley Snipes Craven. <laughs> Boom! The hunter is the hunted. You don't know who you're effing with. <laughs> Uh, but I tell you one thing, I don't know that I'm not going to love this next story because new images reveal the Snyder cuts Joker. Oh, I was going to say it was your, it was your fascination of glitter. Well, no. Oh, okay. No. Isn't that the same thing? What's wrong with it glitter? It is the same thing. Nothing wrong with glitter. He just goes, Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> Look, me and Mark have a glitter party about Sny- all Snyder's films every you know Friday, man. It's fine. We both love Snyder. Because, you know, he's just sitting there and... Oh, shit. I didn't want to do that. There we go. Sorry. He's just sitting there and he's saying... Broski. You know, all the time, <laughs> just throwing glitter. Broski. All the time. But... On Tuesday, Vanity Fair 
shared a new photo of Jared Leto's Joker, courtesy of Snyder. Snyder confirmed of Vanity Fair that he'll be making a good use of the Joker in his Justice League cut, telling the outlet, the Joker is really the one thing that I thought in retrospect, but I will say that it will always... Uh, it was always my intention to bring the Joker into that world. Uh, oh, okay. the, so this is the first photo. Black and white, we see him looking a little bit more Heath Ledger Joker. And I've some people have done, like, the Technicolor thing to it, giving him, like, the purple gloves and everything, which I love. Um, but scroll down, we get a better one, which is where the meme that I shared in the family chat of Joker in the bathroom stall and the future dark Batman, like, bursting in the door. <laughs> this is the the Joker that they're, we're looking at here. And... The two photos give us a clear look at Leto and tease what kind of a villain we're getting at this time around. As teased in the first photo, Leto's Joker is has uh, longer hair now and is not quite as polished as the Suicide Squad interpretation. In fact, this Joker looks more at home in a meatpacking plant or a hospital than he does in a nightclub. With ominous stains on his clothes and a menacing look on his face, Vanity Fair also notes that Leto's Snyder Cut Joker will uh, appear wearing a bulletproof vest with all of the battered badges of law enforcement members he's taken down, something that Snyder uh, refers to as Joker trophies. So once again, getting into that really psychopathic thought frame of the Joker to where a lot of people have been, you know, putting out that hashtag of release the air cut for the Suicide Squad because it was made to be that comedy style that we got. This almost, uh, you know, gives a little bit of redemption to Jared Leto because there were obviously really serious, intense scenes that we didn't see in Suicide Squad, and now we're getting this serious, different interpretation after the thought. So this is better than we would have gotten in that alternate reality of, you know, Zack Snyder making the movie like the first go. So this is a new thing. So I'm really enjoying it. I think that, you know, when Suicide came out, I was really disappointed in Jared Leto's Joker because I know Jared Leto is capable of so much more than what he did in that film. And I almost felt like, why did you go to the lengths of casting somebody like Jared Leto to do this yeah so to see this this is what i was expecting these pictures is what i was mm-hmm. expecting not what we got and i'm not going to bash suicide squad um it had its moments you have right a more now. you I've have never a seen more it. like like there's an air about this picture that we're staring at right here yeah down. yeah very ominous very dark and Vanity Fair also reveals how exactly Joker will figure into the plot of the Snyderverse Justice League. The major spoiler I will not reveal here because we don't do that. But it, because you're probably keen on watching Snyder's four-hour R-rated movie in its entirety with little to no knowledge of what's being changed. But Vanity Fair report does make it clear that Snyder has been thinking about working Joker into Batman's side of his vision of the DCEU for some time. As such, you can count on Leto's arc to be so unique, only Snyder could have dreamt it up. Yeah, and Ennis says, very America. Very America. (laughs) Very America indeed. (laughs) I think of you every time I do my laundry, Sean. (laughs) Okay. 
The trade lasted longer oh, yeah. than that case of beer. So, you know, I kind of think I won. But I feel like half of us don't know what's going on right now. He gave us a uh, washer and dryer for yeah. a case of beer. Yeah. Oh. The the one we, we had to fix the handle. Yeah, we are all on board. Yeah. Sean, I will now also think of laundry every time I see your name. <laughs> America. 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 Laundry America. is the American way. As Kelly says, he always fucking says that. <laughs> <laughs> but the next story. I have to say, that was a good impression of Kelly. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm good for one a day. Like this one, the next story shows us a teaser trailer for the Justice League Snyder Cut, showing us a glimpse of black suit Superman, Steppenwolf getting into alchemy there in the first couple seconds. We see Wonder Woman being badass. Not that one. Oh. <laughs> so we're getting a trailer. Not wow, bad again. Yeah. <laughs> so in oh. three days, we're getting a trailer. February 14th, we're getting our first trailer for Valentine's the Justice League. Day to us, guys. I mean, Wonder Woman being badass, Superman in the black suit, obviously pretty, you know, ticked off because he's using his laser vision. Okay. So I'm really excited for this whole flick. And, you know, the Snyder Cut releases on HBO Max March 18th. It's one of those things that this is either going to be the best or the very worst decision that HBO has ever made. On the I'm going to go with best. I'm going to go with best. You know what else is the best? High hopes. The next story. That was a good segue. Because Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey are to star as Joel and Ella in The Last of Us HBO series. Old man, what's the head shake? What's the head shake? He looks just like him. Look at it. My fear is like Pedro Pascal. I think he's amazing in everything that he is, but he is not the only actor in all. And so Big Brother knows who the other person is. Bella Ramsey, little girl girl Mormont. Leanna Mormont, yeah. Leanna Mormont, the one who got squished by the giant. Oh, yeah. She was a badass. She still got squished by a giant. Well, well most giant. of us would get squished by a giant, I think. She did go out like a Billy Bay. But she was though. like six years old and took on a freaking giant. Well, I mean, like... that's, that's the Middle Ages for you. But now they're going into post-apocalyptia. So, fast. so Pedro Pascal. Not her. <laughs> set to headline The Last of Us, HBO's high-profile series adaptation of Sony PlayStation's franchise from Chernobyl's Chris Manzin and Neil Druckmann. Game of Thrones actress Bella Ramsey uh, will play Ellie, a teenager who may be the key to a cure for a deadly pandemic. So it's not COVID. Let's 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 just pause right there. (laughs) Okay. I just have to let you know right now it's not COVID. Okay. It's not. There is a meme going around with with Pedro Pascal saying. I am the best father, and I don't even have any kids. Mm. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a meme that said father for hire. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it should be him because he's yeah. – you know, I just think it's so He has funny a fatherly he's, face. He's in 
everything right yeah. now. Like everything. I mean, coming fresh out of, off of Water, uh, Wonder Woman 1984, and now he's also doing another movie with Netflix right now, and then he's going he's right into this. He's got Mandalorian. He's got Netflix. He's got Wonder Woman. He's got this. I mean. Now, Mandalorian, he's, he's all voiceover now. Netflix. Yeah, this my- man has the work ethics of Tom Hanks. Yeah. Tom Hanks yeah. does that shit, too. He's in 76 movies at once. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. he's done Narcos. I mean, yeah, you know, he's been in a lot. Game of, Game of Thrones is really Game when I saw him. Like he has been in every yeah. major fandom. Yeah, has he been in Star Trek? If not, he will be. I'm sure. <laughs> Give him time. Give him time, man. I'll be there. You know, Star Wars, Star Trek. I mean, you Put know, in, Marvel. He might show up in the Lord of the Rings TV show. I mean, he's, well, he still he's has to. Literally... He still has to go into Marvel, right? He's he's not done the whole. What is that? Road Scholar. He hasn't done the whole thing. You know, we'll have to have a name for that. Yeah. You know, like the EGOT people. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to get it. It has to have a cool. We got to have a cool nerdy EGOT kind of thing for the fandoms that. All right. You hit this mark. You hit this mark. You hit all these popular nerdy marks. Now you earn this title when he goes into WWE and becomes the you know world heavyweight champion. He's actually (laughs) going to come out as Rey Mysterio's father (laughs) and then put him in timeout. But it's based on the critic. Remember the Last of Us. Remember that show? Um, it's based on the critically acclaimed video game, The Last of Us, developed by Naughty Dog exclusively for the PlayStation platform. Uh, the story takes place 20 years after modern civilization has been destroyed. Joel Pascal, a, hi- uh, a hardened survivor, is hired to smuggle Ellie Bella Ramsey, a 14-year-old girl, out of an oppressive quarantine zone. What starts as a small job soon becomes a brutal, heartbreaking journey as they both must traverse across the U.S. and depend on each other for survival. And, of course, the moment I've been waiting for all day. A chance for me to butcher somebody's name. <laughs> ah, good. I like that. Aw, yee. Kantamir Bogolov. I'm wow, sorry. Those, those really... Those no, that really actually good. flowed quite nicely. I'm sorry. That sounds like right. you got that correct. I didn't. I, was, I didn't. I'm really disappointed there. I, you got I it right. Too. I'm disappointed in myself. I was looking for some quality comedy. Damn it. Do we'll, it again. We'll try do again it wrong. later with someone else. Kantemeyer Bagalov is directing yeah, a pilot episode too. of Last of Us. Uh, it's not the same. Yeah. Um, it's because they're Russian. You're much better with the Russian names. It's all that Russian, those Russian documentaries. It is. A, co- a co-producer with uh, He's watched Sony. He's too much Kreischer. Yeah, Sony Production. Yep, the Machine. It. The Machine. You can never watch enough Burt Kreischer. You know, sounding spoken like a true communist there. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Sony Pictures but Television. they loved him. Sony uh, PlayStation Productions, World Games, and Mighty Mint and Naughty Dog are all involved in this. Old man, what is your problem with Pedro Pascal as being Joel? I don't have a problem with him being Joel. You shook your head. You shook your head. I shook my head at your segue. Oh. I thought you were disapproving as Pedro Pascal. No, no. The no. segue was fantastic. We were about to split projectors no. and wall hangers in half. I just hope that he half. did not turn out to be yet another <laughs> It just would have been wall hangers from, uh, from now on, and we would have been dipping. <laughs> I have a problem with my boy Pedro. Um, so or my friend Pedro to bring it to gaming. I would rather had Nicola Costin Walden, uh, Walden in as Joel, but I I can accept Pedro. Waba laba ding dong to you too. <laughs> and also it's you, Jamie Lannister. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a weird name. See, I say the play the part that he played, not the actor's name. <laughs> 
Yeah, but see, now we all know who you're talking about. I can see that. I can see that. But I do think that um, Pedro Pascal will do I mean, he'll deliver awesome the job. part. He'll deliver he'll the part. He'll do great, especially since it's a hardened survivor. He's pretty much just a guy trying to make it in a post-apocalyptic world. I kind, kind of, of a like, and speaking of someone who's never played the game, but just from that picture, I kind of get like a Viggo Mortensen vibe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah, see he that. he would be good at it too. Yeah. But another person that you want to see is this next story because Jamie Lee Curtis is cast in the upcoming Borderlands movie. That is so wild to me. Yeah. She's uh, joining the cast of Eli Roth's upcoming Borderlands movie. The storied actress has uh, is joining comedian Kevin Hart, who is pl- set to play the short role of Roland and Kate Blanchett as Lilith in the film. Ooh, I just, this Hart. cast yeah. is. I like Kevin Hart. It's so filling great. up. Because you know it's what just so dropped before the podcast? Me. Jack Black is Claptrap. Yeah, it's how great! Just, that is a good cast. That's it a is great wild cast. to be fantastic. I mean, and not to just play off of the picture that we have here, which is Knives Out, but it's almost that kind of level of a cast. This is just yeah. shaping up to be such That's a star-studded like, movie. Every time they Two come out with stand-ups? another name, I'm like, wow! Oh my god, yeah. And Jamie, well, you're getting now, some like now they know, they have to here. get the Rock as Brick. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, Kevin Hart and so, Jack Black. Yeah, so you they gotta just get need to off. round out the entire Jumanji cast and bring in um, Amy. I'm calling it Karen Gillian. <laughs> I'm Babe yeah, Ruth Karen. calling it right now that next week we're gonna see The Rock being cast in this shit. That's and great. Karen Gillan. we're gonna do it. It's it's Borderlands Jumanji Part Three. Yeah, man. Part Four. Absolutely. The games coincide. So Curtis has been cast in Borderlands film as the character Patricia Tannis, an archaeologist that appears in all three games. Working with the iconic Jamie Lee Curtis has been a lifelong dream of mine, and I am so excited for her to bring her humor, warmth, and brilliance to the role of Tannis, Roth said about the casting. So Roth has a lot of faith in it. You know, I mean, especially she really, especially you look at the characters that she has played all throughout her career. They've always had this kind of just like Jamie Lee Curtis kind of feel yeah. to it. You know, they all that's had a certain like thing. Classiness. She's yeah. got, she's at this certain level. So when she attaches her name to a project, you know that it's got to have a certain something to even get her because she doesn't have to. Scared you know? of people yeah, named Michael. Who isn't? She's got a regalness to her. Yeah. That's what regalness gets? Scary. Oh. I, was, I was going, scary. I Halloween. mean, Fish Called Wanda, True Lies. <laughs> oh, True Halloween. Lies is great. She was awesome in True Lies. She was awesome in everything. And uh, Tom Arnold? Fucking right. Tom Arnold was hilarious. He's fucking Lies. awesome in that. Not necessarily a good human being, but old man Arnie. I hated, I hated Bill Paxton's character in True Lies <laughs> so much that no matter what I saw him in afterwards, all I could think of is that scene where he's in the car, dude. We all with have those Arnold people. Schwarzenegger, and he gets punched. I just, uh, <laughs> yeah. dude, we all that have just those. Show how good he was. He yeah. did True Lies, and then he did Twister. Yes. Yeah. And then all oh, I could yeah. hear, like, that voice the whole time. I'm like, oh, that's the guy. <laughs> <laughs> We're dead, man. We're dead. <laughs> so the border, Borderlands, remember that movie? 
It's set to begin <laughs> filming in Budapest this year. True Lies Part 2. Yeah. And then we're bringing it back to the story we just talked about because the film script is written by Craig Manson. So Craig is very busy. He's doing, you know, uh, what's it called? The uh, what am I Sounds like. Uh, oh, Last of Us. And now he's, he's doing Last of Us. He's doing Borderlands. He's doing both of these gaming adaptation movies. How does Chernobyl prepare him for this kind of task? I mean, I get it, but uh, Chernobyl award-winning series and everything. But well, now he's like, post, all right, I got that. I got those awards under my belt. Now let me do some well, gaming. Post-apocalyptic, but it's also he does a TV show right now, right? It's episodic. Yeah, right. And Last of Us will be episodic. And so, and like games are kind of episodic no well especially yeah. well especially borderlands borderlands, yeah. borderlands with episodic. the objective based and even their stories it's very easily i could see them very easily segmenting i mean they could have easily like seven se- seven eight seasons of just borderlands because you could easily just even the stuff they have just made now is one two and three even um uh tales from the borderlands and the pre-sequel all those games are fantastic in their own right because yeah. Gearbox are fucking mad geniuses, and they need more monies. <laughs> Not necessarily oh, okay. the president of Gearbox, but the... the Gearbox. Creepiest intro ever. You just cringe when you heard that. Like, oh, God. But as far as, uh, as far as Last of Us, the first one, you can actually divide up into, like, there are moments in that, um, in that game... Um, that you can actually make it episodic. Where do you, you see him? Out and- do you see him cutting the first game into like two seasons or more? Or do you see him doing you that rushing through the, it? You can actually cut that game into four seasons because they went through each season, like spring, summer, winter, fall. So you can actually cut that into four seasons and you can tell. So you can go WandaVision and go deep cuts into where, oh, yeah, oh this yeah. is what they didn't do. Because you could see, you can see like the the backstory. Because like, even though you know that the the story of like Tess and and the Fireflies, you can get like a more deep, you know, deep dive into their own backstory. Like, how did Joel come to meet them? And like, with a twenty year gap from yeah. from the intro of the game to to twenty years later, that's that's how they do it to you. Well, even say so, um, you could do flashbacks as well. Because Joel, so, from when we're watching this, I know he kind of had this big traumatic thing, and he's you know like, no, nah, need to be a loner. You can have his whole, his own internal struggle put out a lot more, uh, you know, in the forefront with this series. Same thing they, with they, Borderlands. They, they even do that in the game, uh, where they tell part of that story as flashback. Yes. As like little intro cuts of like when you get to a pivotal moment, and then it then you have to play through the scene so you would understand the gravity of the situation you're about to encounter. Yeah. So they can still do that. Absolutely, man. I, I have a lot of faith in both of these because you know with Borderlands, with Last of Us, especially with our next story, it has proven that you can do a solid video game adaptation successfully. If you listen to the fans and you have the right people behind it, because it's not a surprise to anybody who has watched the first movie, but Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is happening and is officially racing the theaters in 2022. 
I'm so glad for that. Tails. I remember when they did the first showing and how yeah. everybody was so upset at how he looked. That's it. And they just did. Oh yeah, it's just a teaser. And then they changed just the it, and then That's everybody it. was like, "Okay, they did what we asked us to. We better go out and support this and show that you know it was worth them spending all that extra money to rework this character." And now look at it; we're getting a seat. Because I believe, old man, you'll probably remember this. It was a Super Bowl that we got the trailer for Sonic, and afterwards, the internet fucking exploded <laughs> in anger. We all lost our gets in mind. Like a husband <laughs> who came home with like. Here, honey, I got you a treadmill. What do you think? I'm fat? Like, oh, my God, I'm in trouble. All right, redo, redo. And they redid it. We call those Burt Kreischer moments. Yeah. They're Burt Kreischer moments. Yeah, so. Many of them. And then. The trailer was good. Um, I'm glad that they took the time to reanimate Sonic. Yeah. A little bit more effort. And now they have this second movie to where if they released it with that. Okay, and we shut you down. So we have. What were you saying? You want to take that? That was a quote from the movie Sonic. Thank you. So, but my point is, is that we have uh, Paramount now a lot more confident that we're going to make more money with adding tails in there, especially Mm -hmm. if if you don't get Knuckles and they leave Knuckles for a third one. They're going to do the same thing. They're going to tease him at the end. And then you're going to have like a Batman versus Superman style logo, Sonic and Knuckles. And it's going to be this next big third movie. Because if you saw this teaser trailer, you're not surprised if you saw the first one. Nipple armor. Because they added (laughs) the Sonic the Hedgehog. They they had this at the end of the movie. You know, we already know that Tails is coming. But now we know that it's coming April 8th, 2022. And That's fantastic. I'm so I'm I'm just happy about one of those stories where like it all worked out for the best even though it, like when it first started you thought it was going to be a complete crap show. Everybody was so upset, rightfully so, but they said, "You know what? You're right. Let's change it." They yeah. changed it and we got a solid first movie and hopefully a solid second film. And this is the kind of happy ending I'm living for. Because you have that loose thread that is Dr. Robotnik. At the end of the first yep. movie, Sonic's villain wakes up on a strange alien planet full of mushrooms. He is tripping balls. I love the fact. <laughs> no, 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 wait. What type of mushrooms? It doesn't say. Oh, okay. I love the fact that. So he's uh, either dead or tripping. Kinds. Pick one. Sonic, or purple, Sonic or... still threw a little knock to Super Mario be poisonous Brothers because it's like a world... Of mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. I just love that fact. All right. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. I'll let you enjoy something in life. Um, meanwhile, Thanks. Tails appears uh, appeared from the portal in the sky, ready for uh, to find Sonic somewhere on Earth. All these extra teases mean that the Sonic sequel could introduce some of the series' more strange, more video gamey elements, which uh, the first movie mainly focused on Sonic's relationship with Earth and Tom, the main movies, the main, uh, movie's main character. So now we're getting more into video games. Everybody loved Sonic the Hedgehog, but it really had nothing to do with video games. It was just a video game character in real world. To where now I think we can go more into the Sonic world and get more, you know, Emerald Valley and you know all these great levels that Casino we Zone. played. Casino Zone. Oh my God, I want to see that. 
<laughs> you know, I kind of want them to maybe borrow a little bit from like Mario Galaxy with that to where he could go to like different worlds through the port- through the rings and then he goes into Casino World and he goes into all He's these different levels Lord chasing after Robotnik. Sonic, the Lord of the Rings. Well, I mean, that was his whole point of the plot. That was his whole point. They are his precious. Because when he gets hurt, he loses all his rings. And then, you know, if he doesn't get them back, he dies. I can't, I don't know if you would call yourself the Lord of the Rings if the slightest little. Hoarder of the Rings? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Title of the podcast, Sonic Hoarder of the Rings. (laughs) Which brings us to our. Well, our ad segment, which is, of course, we want you to hop on over to Media Pennsylvania on 23 East State Street because that's where you're going to find the best in retro and new gaming because you're going to walk on in the door and reluctantly, when we were shooting the future commercial, he did say... Broski. Very reluctantly. Whatever. But I still made him say... Broski. He did also have a little sign saying that... Katarina is banned from my store. Yeah. You can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> Although, he did pull back on his conspiracy theory that... Chris is secretly growing his hair back. I know it. Yeah. yeah. It's but... been six months. He knows now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just slow. It's just slow to grow. And Kelly and I are twins. But you're going to go in there, say, Broski. give me a PS5. He's going to say, how about an NES? <laughs> but it's just what you wanted for your man cave because you're going to have all the greatest retro just, games. Uh, go get Son- uh, uh, Mario 3. There you go. That original yeah. Mario. You could play that all the time. All I did. The Rumble Boxing is where it's at. Yeah. My, my ex, we had a small With little Astro tiny Thunder. TV. And we had a, a Super Nintendo, and we had a, a Super Mario World. Bloop. Plopped it in there. No, the, the all Super Mario All-Stars. And I plopped that in there. I played Super Mario. I played Mario all the fucking time. Just laying in bed, <laughs> playing Super Nintendo. It's fucking awesome. Everybody should have that experience. Go get some Mario. Go to Game of DVD Exchange. Get you could have Mario. the same experience I did. Laying in bed, playing Mario. What else are you doing with your life with COVID? Say, Mark, I need some Mario. Mark, I need Mario. He'll say, Broski. I got you. (laughs) And he'll love this ad segment. But (laughs) (laughs) another thing you're going to love is the next story because it is so Ratchet and Clank. Oh, really? Because Ratchet Ratchet and Clank rift apart. Ratchet really took a whole different meaning are we going to have, like, a cancel culture say, change Ratchet's name? No. He's not a whore. No? We're just going to ignore that? Okay, so he, Ratchet, and Clank, Rift Apart, and uh, release date announced. Ratchet right. and Clank will officially be released on the PlayStation 5 on June 11th, 2021. Revealed on PlayStation.blog, Ratchet and Clank, a Rift Apart, is a brand new adventure that is exclusive to the PlayStation 5. When the new, uh, when the evil Dr. Nefarious uses a device that can access alternate dimensions to find a galaxy where he always so, wins, 
Ratchet and Clank are separated. As they try to reunite, they will meet a new Lombok resistance fighter, explore new and familiar locales, but with uh, but with new dimensional twists! Exclamation point. And wield a I, whole new arsenal of out of this world weapons. I actually enjoy this series. I love the it. remake that the series was is on before. <sighs> Great, only because it's kind of like a retelling of their past stories, and there's like an extra narration. It wasn't that. just the gameplay. It wasn't it's just awesome. the story. It wasn't just the comedy. The interaction between Ratchet and Clank and the superhero, what was his name? Captain, uh, uh, Captain, Captain, Captain Tiberius or Captain Clit? I don't know. It was Captain it was something. something. I forget it. I but know. all of the characters, everything was just so expertly done. It was like. He went Jane Silent Bob for that one. Captain Clit. <laughs> I am the Clit Commander. <laughs> it was a fucking oh, and they used the anagram oh, for like a animal rights that. group. Oh god, that yeah. was a great movie. We're going all over the place tonight. <laughs> As the conductor of this train, With it's being no real hard either. to keep this shit on the tracks. So I want all the fans to know that it's quality entertainment. That's what that means. <laughs> so Insomniac is with one. I have been an Insomniac fanboy since the day they started making fucking games, man. These guys you know what game from Ratchet and Clank remake? to Infamous to fucking Spider-Man. I bought a PlayStation 4 Pro yeah. just to play Spider-Man so Big Brother could mainly use it. That's how much I love Insomniac. All right? Insomniac, you know I want them they're to masters. I want them to remake Blasto. Blasto? I want them okay. Blasto. PS1 game that was one of their first titles. It was on in the vein of like because it was Phil Hartman doing the voice of Blasto. Anything with Phil no. Hartman and I'm was sorry, great. but only a strict, you know, re, only a strict like remaster to where they just keep everything the same and just upgrade it. But if you do a reboot of that, I think Phil no. Hartman's unavailable. Phil Hartman is dead, he's, he's so not, that's why you need to keep available. it the way it is because that man was a true fucking genius. He was a genius, but you still it can still be rebooted no. if done right with the right actor. No, uh-uh. I don't want it. Only Phil Hartman. Because there was supposed to be multiple, like it was supposed to be a series, but then yeah. of course he passed. You know, all right, yeah. in a bad way. But Insomniac Games, remember them? Notes that this is a great place to start for uh, the so Ratchet hard. and Fr- Ratchet and Frank. Uh, Franchise. <laughs> Ratchet and Frank. I the see that as a sp- Ratchet and Frank. I saw Sorry, as- Clank. Clank was asking for too much. I'm Frank. Clank might be back. Let's see how negotiations go. Frank, do you have to get on my back like he did? Yeah. Look, Sorry. I'm taking Ratchet. I'm taking Ratchet's roll, and uh, he says I gotta get on your back. I'm on an all-carb diet. (laughs) So, Ratchet and Clank franchise, as it will be a standalone storyline, but it will reward fans uh, of the series that began in 2002 on the PlayStation 2 with deeper layers of connection to the previous games, which is one of the other things, the elements that made all those games so great, is there was a single thread of characters and stories that tied everything together, and it really just made everything better. You know, Ratchet and Clank did it. We saw it with Mass Effect. 
We saw it with a bunch of games, and that's those are the games that gamers really latch on to because it was a continued story. You know, a lot like TV shows grab onto you because it's continued. You're growing and learn, and you're you know evolving with these characters, which is really one of the big the bigger parts of that. But you could pre-order it now, I assume, maybe not. Uh, they have officially opened uh, for Rift Apart, and those who do so will unlock. Carbonox armor from the 2003 Ratchet and Clank Going Commando, giggity, all co- uh, all updated with high definition materials, lighting responses. Captain Quark. There you go. Captain Quark. Captain Quark. Fuck, I hope yes, he's in this game. Yeah, Captain Not, Quark was great. You, you were so close. Captain Clit, Captain Quark. It was, it was right there. Hairline off. Hairline off. All right. Almost there. But aren't we always? We're not the most accurate show, but we try. <laughs> Hence yeah, the name. You just forced that one. <laughs> like, yeah, a, yeah. like a turd. Um, after Taco <laughs> Night, high definition materials, lighting responses, and ray tracing reflections. Uh, those who pre order the game will also receive an early unlock of the Pixelizer weapon, the Retro Blaster from 2016's Ratchet and Clank. Uh, digital edition is running about 80 bucks to where the traditional game is going to run you about 60. And, you know, there's a bunch of different other kind of perks and stuff that you'll see in there with that. And once again, great classic, you know, content from Ratchet and Clank. Um, another thing that we're going to be talking about here is this next story, which <laughs> is a new trailer drops for Black Myth Wukong. Not Wu Tang. Wu Tang. Yeah, no. Not Is it Wu-Tang. a clan? No. Well, maybe, but no. Wu Kong is show- this trailer down below is going to show us some bosses and gameplay and magic. So, uh, Black Myth Wu Kong. Yeah, we'll call it Wu Tang. Black Myth Wu Tang. Wu Kong ain't nothing to mess with. <laughs> <laughs> Title of hug. Protect your neck. <clears throat> the Chinese indie action RPG based on the classic 2016 uh, 16th century novel Journey to the West. Players control Sung Wu Tang or, you know, Wu Kong. We're calling them Wu Tang. <laughs> the Monkey King. I'm sorry, they're killer bees. We can't do that reference. Bees and, you know, monkeys. I don't know. That just seems like they'd be annoyed. So the Monkey King, in a uh, third-person action-adventure experience that pulls gameplay from the games Wouldn't like Dark Souls. the original East Side OG? Dark Souls. Yeah, he is the original East Side. He's East Whoa. Coast all the way. Far East Coast. Look at this gameplay. Oh, yeah. Now, the oh, first gameplay goodness. that we saw from it was, like, you know, not oh, even, goodness. you know, uh, real good it was pre-early alpha footage and it still looked amazing and shocked everybody with its footage this oh my god it's so much more involved because they have stayed quiet and just put their nose to the grindstone and kept working and it shows because all That's these the bosses to do things it looks, looks great stunning oh yeah and you really and get fluid. the you get the dark souls feel from it especially when they're showing the gameplay here with the big boss you know, there's the going to be hatred. yeah, few. There's going to be very few saves. You're going to go so long without going to a campfire or I don't know a hookah session, whatever the fuck the Monkey King goes to, and you're going to get pissed off. But just like look at the textures and oh, the layers yeah. and the shadows, it's beautiful. Oh yeah, and Mark Gervais says this game looks amazing. 
has a it very really, cinematic uh... feel to it. Yeah. And the the first trailer we saw was pre-Alpha State. This, they've had more time to work on it. You got this Dark Souls feel to a very deep well of lore and story. It just only seems like a bucket of wind. Big old bucket of wind right here. You know? I mean, and then you look at just how impressive it looks, you know? And, my God, wow. how how amazing. Look at, look at it. Look. You know, and we're seeing various shots of landscape mixed with orchestral the background sc- nice. backing score. The world depicted in the trailer appears dusty and desolate with plenty of ruins, dried up plants, and animalistic creatures ready to kill you, murder you, and swallow your children. Um, I made up that last part. Um, it's you know, this worth- reminds me of like playing games, and I'm going to take everybody way back, being television, playing a game called Stampede, where the background stayed static while you, you know, gallop in your horse and try to wrangle the cows. Yeah, I remember that game. Yeah, and, yeah, I do remember you know, that game. From that to this right now is Yeah. It is my it's, it's really something, yeah. huh? You know, I mean and you not have that long that a game span of time. When fractions. you think about when we started doing just like the kind of technology that we had, it's not that old. It's a blip if you look at human uh, existence in it in itself. That's just like a fart in the wind. Like it barely (laughs) happened. Oddly enough, I don't know if I would call it that, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Okay. Oddly enough, today someone could program the game stampede in the time it took us to talk about this new game. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds about. That sounds about right. Probably anyone that had a MySpace account could probably code stampede right now. So it's worth noting. but task one of doing coding stampede with a MySpace account is you got to have time as your friend. <laughs> so it is worth that. noting the developer makes it clear that this Black Myth Wukong trailer uh, was made specifically to celebrate the Chinese New Year. Side. It does not actually represent the plot. So the Chinese New Year doesn't represent the plot of the game? Yeah, no, it's well, not based off the Chinese New Year. All right. Well, Not, I mean, I don't know, care what Donnie it's based Stewart off of. It looks badass. True. It really me. does. I agree. It looks. Yeah. You want to play this? Get a PlayStation. So they say the hot, the highlight of the trailer for many is the fluid combat as Sung Wu Tang takes on a variety of enemy types from smaller rat like creatures. <laughs> I know. I'm doing that on purpose because Wu Tang ain't nothing to fuck with. Um, <laughs> would you believe there's a Wu Tang documentary? I was literally just watching uh, the Wu-Tang Clan. Speaking of Wu-Tang, it's Twitchy Wilson. How do those two talk? That was a good segue. Yeah, (laughs) that's a segue right there. That was a good segue. Our Iron Kelly. Welcome in, sir. What's going on, Kels? By the way, Kelly, Wu-Tang ain't nothing to fuck with. It is also for the children. Yeah, we're actually talking about Black Myth Wukong, which is uh, Sun Wukong takes on a variety of enemy types, smaller rat-like creatures, and massive bosses that tower over landscapes, such as the impressive-looking ox creature. In addition to dodging and parrying attacks, the trailer also shows off a number of magical abilities, including what appears to be an electrical-based attack, stasis ability to slow enemies, cinematic finishers, as well as numerous trans formation powers and more no word on a release date in uh, development for pc and unspecified platforms 
So, really impressive. Our Kelly seems kind of like a game he'd pop on and play a little bit. Be a little, have a little fun with the Monkey King. No euphemisms. <laughs> there he is. Are you in a waterfall? I thought we taught you. I, can't I thought we taught you not to chase waterfalls. Your mic is off. Yeah. Your mic yes, is something. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Stick Please to the stick rivers to and the, the streams you're used to. Yes. <laughs> to the seven digit numbers you're used to. Because <laughs> one day I'm going to rip that phone off the wall. <laughs> Sorry, that was the Weird Al version. Um, <laughs> but great looking game. The next game is set to be. The same kind of amazement, dare I say, while the CEO says, groundbreaking. Because Ubisoft's open-world Star Wars game will be groundbreaking, in quotes. Ubisoft CEO, all right, I'm going to butcher it, and then I want Katarina to tell me how to actually fucking say it. (laughs) Ubisoft CEO. No pressure. Lots of pressure. Yves Gilmont. Y-V-E-S. Okay. Yves? I like it. I think it's just Ives. Ives? That sounds like a, a condition, like a Sounds disease. like a rash. I got that, the Ives. Yeah, I got Ives, man. man. I, it's really getting bad this time. I'm going to have to go to a doctor. I can't stop Give me some Jergens. There's a pill and a cream for that. And the gold bond. You got to get the gold bond. <laughs> the healing. And, yeah. and a mod. Seriously, they, the healing stuff is really nice. So... Ives Gilmot has claimed that the company's open-world Star Wars game will be groundbreaking. The claim was made by Ubisoft's top dog during the e, uh, the Q3 earnings call this week, where Gilmot also confirmed that Star Wars game is already in development. We're in the early stages of the development on the Star Wars game, said the CEO. On the top of a on top the topic of Star Wars game being groundbreaking. Gilmont informed investors that the game will be developed by Ubisoft Massive, which uh, gave us the division. Uh, and very impressive game. But however you look at it, some people hated it. Some people, you know, didn't like it. It's, you know, neither here nor there. But it was still an impressive game nonetheless. Um, they, will be make it, uh, they will make the most of the cutting-edge technology, including the Snowdrop engine, to deliver the groundbreaking Star Wars adventure. Open-world Star Wars game in question is being developed by the Division Studios. Uh, I know the series is very much a hit and miss, but it's difficult to deny its potential. Yes, we yes. can. Yes, we can hear you. You're not chasing well, waterfalls clear. anymore. Sticking yeah, to the seven-digit numbers yeah. you're used to. You're, you're sticking to the rivers and the streams you're used to. You know? TLC. You just got to you gotta pay attention to TLC and live by the life lessons, man. Um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, are you excited? Now, did you get to play any of the Division, Cal? I played all of them except for Wildlands. Okay, so, the Division. Awesome game. We have oh, that no, studio. Not, not Ghost Recon Division. No, yeah. I played the, I played uh, division division one uh, and two, yeah yeah so yeah New York that studio yes yeah that studio I love that game I just had no one to play with yeah that studio is now taking on an open world Star Wars game so that is 
It's promising for me. A lot of people had uh, problems with the division, you know, like it or hate it, like I said. But I think with Star Wars, especially if they put a lot of fucking attention into that game, especially since Ubisoft, that's where the first division is where we found out the there was that little Easter egg as to where Assassin's Creed was going. It was like a, what was that, fucking pirates? Yeah, it was a, like a Nordic Viking thing. Yes. In, in there. Or what? No, it was the Egyptian one. And then the Nordic one was in two. Yep. yep. Yes. And they had those little Easter eggs in there. So that with that amount of detail into like a simple paper to where you know fans are going to look at it, and then you can just be like, oh, no, that's not it. You can you can still have that kind of attention to detail in Star Wars, and now you can pick the era you want to fucking make the game in? You want to go High Republic, Old Republic, Skywalker, post-Skywalker? Take your Mark pick, says, motherfucker, make a good game. Mark says, I love the division. Dude, I'll play with you. Twin power. Damn. <laughs> Twinsies! Wonder twin powers, activate! So I think I have, like... A crush on now? Ubisoft, like every Ubisoft game I love. Like okay. I just have, I think I'm in love with the graphics that they put out with every game. He love, he's in love with the graphics. I was about to Ubisoft say that. Jinx. Ubi hard. He's crushing Ubi hard. Damn. So, so I can't believe hey, that hey, came out of my mouth. <laughs> side note: Just want to let y'all know, Elise and Colin and I all tested negative. Thank you. Awesome. That's great. But for negative testing. But tomorrow, Charlie now has gets, has to get tested because the past two days she has had like a really bad cold. <laughs> I thought I thought you were all gonna go on Mari Povich now. Yeah, I know, right? The test anyway, says negative. Kelly, you're not the negative. father. <laughs> what? <laughs> we weren't here for so that. Happy to fail. I'm sorry, we got the envelopes mixed. <laughs> this up. was a COVID test. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the next guest. Oh, you're that's right. the next guest. You're right. Uh, oh yeah, no, you're negative as well. Yeah, no, no, no. Go. Yeah, you don't have COVID. You can go now. No, but I, I just love Ubisoft games. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just like the graphics they put out. I'm right there with you. I love I love Ubisoft as well, wholeheartedly. It's a great company, for the most part, better than EA. Um, <laughs> but they have this project coming out, but Avatar niche. Project is going to be coming first. And we all know the Avatar. the next Avatar movie is has like a flip-floppy date. And they kind of think James Cameron would want the game to come uh, come out along the same time frame as the movie. I'm not fond of like doing the the simultaneous release for like having a different story for the game for when the movie games to kind of segue it in. He you tried to do that with the last one, and it didn't. It failed. Movie miserably. games traditionally always suck. Like video game movies traditionally sucked, but I believe especially in these times, like we were just talking about Sonic movie with the right people behind it, with the right attention to the fan base, you can still oh, make no. something Aladdin good. and Lion King for the Genesis Super Nintendo era are still badass. Okay. I will. Aladdin, Aladdin was such a hard game. <laughs> yeah, it was. I beat it. It was the dark. Of, oh, God. Uh, with, this conversation games, again. Cheater. This again. goddamn no! This again. conversation You've again. Yes, we just had it on Saturday <laughs> at the game and DVD exchange. He's like, I beat it. I beat it. Me and Mark were both making fun of him. But yeah, you want a fucking cookie? <laughs> yes, sir. Peanut butter. Oh my god! I was recording that Just whole conversation wait. too. I'm I'm about to fucking release that as a little Ooh, special thing. Off topic. Today is National Roast Day, and Wendy's Twitter 
was going in and Hilarious. because you said cookie it made me remember <laughs> that sun made popped in there and they said stop ruining cookies so raisins you've been told <laughs> mark says justice league the game by snyder snickers oh you got a snickers with the game it's wrapped in there with it apparently i mean i like mark's promo or he may be yes. snickering. Because if you're playing, right you start being a little drive. bitch. Have, grab yourself a Snickers. Yeah. <laughs> wow. There's there's the segue for it. <laughs> so That was a really good segue. <laughs> so we'll have to see how this one turns out because there's a rumor for another Star Wars game that we're already on, which is rumors say that EA has a new Star Wars shooter in development, and it's for this year. It's, that's the same exact picture. Yeah, that you weren't picture, on the right story. No, um, that no, I was on the right story. This is the next story, and it's the yep. same picture. So the new shooter is set is in Star Wars universe. Might be coming from Squadrons, Battlefront, and Jedi Fallen Order publisher EA later this year. If a brand, if a new online rumor is to be believed. So, through the Star Wars license is now expanding to multiple developers, not just EA. Uh, Star Wars games in itself may be getting a lot more frequent in release. Like this picture. They licensed the picture <laughs> to yeah. multiple places. So, this uh, is your game. There's Fallen your Order 2, and uh, p- most fans have assumed that it meant Fallen Order 2 and mo- more mobile money, uh, free money app games like Galaxy of Heroes. It isn't impossible that another shooter could be coming from EA. After all, both EA's two Battlefront titles were commercially successful, despite the first one's criticism for lack of content and the second one's loot box controversy. They were successful games. What controversy they were will come good, next? They were good shooters. Do you see a Battlefront 3 coming out? Because the leaker says the rumor uh, is coming from a reliable source called uh, Leaks uh, Gaming Leaks and Rumors subreddit, known as can't make it up. Orca Orca is not alone. Their, their only other post was about the uh, original two Knights of the Old Republics being re-released as slight remasters for the current consoles, a rumor that has since been corroborated by multiple other sources. Orca's new post states that EA has plans to release a small-scale Star Wars game later this year. Orca comments the supposed game to Star Wars Squadrons in terms of scale, that the game had a small scope, but will uh, l- well liked single player and multiplayer, which retailed at about forty uh, about forty bucks instead of the usual sixty. There also claims that the shooter has been in development for a little over a little more than two years and is being made in Unreal Four engine. The game is expected to release in the fourth quarter of twenty twenty one. All major platforms, including Switch. Now, the big thing to take in here is that it's supposedly be, uh, being developed in the unreal engine star wars games like fallen order and all the other ones they've been developed in frostbite so the only development studio that has actually used unreal engine is respawn however me, the leaker help me out with that the leaker was what? actually saying uh, he commented in the comments that respawn is not the t- uh, the studio and that it's actually, you know, somebody else that we're going to be surprised at, but it's not going to be them. So 
it's probably one of the other studios under EA that are actually going and uh, just using the Unreal Engine because so many we have such success with it. So while the this rumor obviously should be taken with a rather large grain of salt, it's reasonable to believe that EA would want to release another Star Wars shooter, especially in the wake of the massive boost of popularity Battlefront 2 has received after being free on the Epic Game Store. And it's also um, uh, was free for some time on both Game Pass and uh, PlayStation. I mean, I played it, and I loved it, honestly. I thought Battlefront 2 was fantastic. So if, if you boot it up now, um, it is actually fun to play. The, like all the broken mechanics back yeah. when it first deployed and even a year post-launch post yeah. um, have now been fixed. Um, okay. You still die when you spawn, but that that's just everything with the game anyway. But um, it, it is still gorgeous looking, and if you have a sound system or surround sound headphones it is amazing to experience i mean i know a friend i work with him cv uh he's a huge star wars fan he doesn't really game battlefront 2 it's probably still is his shit he fucking loves it it's just he loves that shooter aspect and it's star wars that's all he needs and it's, it's, if it's that simple, even if you go into, like, a basic kind of, like, bounty hunting shooting game and then offer in, you know, your classic multiplayer outside of that, I think, yes, two years, very easy for companies nowadays to put out a product like that and just, like Squadrons, just keep the fans happy for a little bit until you get that real good dish that you're cooking on the back burner to, until that's ready, you know? I feel like a nice little Star Wars shooter game, that would be something that would be nicely complimented in this year. Especially in the back uh, end. I will I will enjoy any Star Wars shooter game to a certain extent. Because, old yeah. man, as you know, we got a very busy May coming out. We got oh, yeah. Resident Evil. We got a whole bunch of shit being released. Now, with this, I'd see this popping in. You know, like he's saying, third quarter, fourth quarter of this year. That's a nice little game to just round out the back end of the year. Give you yep. something to Some really grind on. Q4. Yes. There's a huge game coming out that I can't wait for is Battlefield 6. Okay. Yeah. Now, even Squadrons, they borrowed from Battlefield's uh, ship combat, and that's how they went on with that. So there's a lot of back and forth in mechanics and ideas and stuff to where I think you can get a simple idea. And, you know, Star Wars shooter, this could be something that could just sweep over everybody. And, you know, everybody would really just kind of love and, you know, honor like all the other cherished Star Wars games. But one thing that was cherished was also broken, like this next story. That was a good segue. Because Star Wars, Battlefront 2, not that one, the original one, the classic. The one done by Pandemic Studios. The proper one. The first update in three years broke everything. This week, Star Wars Battlefront 2, the 2005. Actually, that is because the 2005 pandemic one, not the EA successor, received its first update in years. Was just as good. It was. It was very. It's actually pretty good. On point. Welcome. You met. You got to watch rewatch the podcast after we're done because Chris complimented my impersonation of you. Of, of me, yeah, yeah, I did an impersonation of you, and he said it was really on point. I can't was, do it now it? because 
Oh god, it's I got on so pressure. Much stuff going on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a long that would be great. Yeah, but it was along the vein, down the street, not cross. Um, still chugging along. Sixteen years after its release, Battlefront 2's yesterday's hot fix was obstinately a compatibility update, adding official controller support and improving UI scaling on modern resolutions. Uh, better quick trawl of uh, the game's Steam discussions shows that the update broke a hell of a lot more than it fixed. Problems include resolution scaling issues, key bindings, resetting at will, which would be maddening. You're pushing W to go forward, and all of a sudden you're throwing a grenade against a wall and dying. That seems to be a big bug. Key bindings, remapping at will? Whose will? It's will? It's inanimate. No, it is now sentient. You know what it, it is? is? Taking over the world, starting with Star Wars. I, I just, I just figured it all out. You know what the real problem was? The person doing the update when they were making it, they didn't update the drivers. That's it. It's oh always the drivers. They didn't <laughs> update the drivers. If they would have updated the drivers before Everything they made the update, fine. it would have been fine. It would have been That's great. It. Everyone would have been, wouldn't have been a story. Everybody would have been I'm, ignorant I'm just and blissful. Every Jedi Knight in that game spinning around in the circle, <laughs> using loading, the force loading. Throw. Certain game pads not working, various inputs not firing, animation glitches, and bordered problems with the game's strategy light, Galaxy Quest mode. On Reddit, one user noticed that hitting print screen would crash the game. Naturally, the hotfix also broke many of the mods that it has been developed over the years. So, whoops. My bad. <laughs> Link, stop it. Damn it. Link was hitting a guy got a keyboard next to me and he put his paw up on it. See, even he wants to be a producer. Everybody can, even our hero at time. Just like in this next story. Well, it's coming back. Oh. <laughs> well, the next I'm story. Sorry. I love it when he yeah. takes your segment. Yeah, it is great. <laughs> well, it doesn't really fit because, <laughs> I mean, E3 will be back in 2021. <laughs> and look, Elon's watching. But only as an online event. Oh. That's disappointing. Right, so he's watching virtually. E3's organizers no, are developing an online yeah he is what for, he does. an online format for this year's expo. According to a report, and the Entertainment Software Association has confirmed uh, that it is transforming the E3 experience for 2021 into a Decepticon. No kidding. Um, the wow. Plan, yeah, they're getting advanced. Yeah, uh, planning, planning, <laughs> planning documents obtained by the Video Games Chronicle call for a, an award show, a previous a preview night kickoff, and two-hour keynote delivered by major publishers and industry partners. The ESA representative told the organization, we'll soon share exact details on how we're bringing the global video game community together. E3 has been one of the biggest events in video games promotional calendar for almost a quarter of a century. A judge's week of closed-door demonstrations for upcoming games normally precedes it. Whether they're on just the show floor or not, June is usually the time publishers and console makers and developers are revealing their plans for the upcoming year. Last year, 
We didn't have it. But we saw everybody else taking advantage of it, doing the same thing. So E3, as an online-only event, could become lost in the crowd of streaming events and fan festivals that have grown up independently of the Expo. And is that the downfall for E3? Like, old man Kelly, do you see this as being lost in the sauce? Or do you still think fans will rally behind the, you know, years-old tradition of popping in there the, you know, first or second week of June and watching everything on the online expo? If we have learned anything with the internet and the gaming community is that never count us out. Uh, just for just for the sheer fact, I mean, we've seen what happens with the financial markets when you piss off Reddit. Um, so with that being said, most of these people have equal-minded um, hobbies with you know, video games, the, the gaming computer community is one of the, um, you know, uh, most enduring and positive people out there when it comes to like bringing each other up because we want to enjoy more content. And the only way to do that is to support the stuff that we love and, and yell at the people that don't, you know, that don't make good shit. And this is how we can voice our opinion and our, and our support for that. So we'll, I'm cautiously optimistic that E3 will go on. I'm glad that it will stay virtually. Um, next year will probably be the crowning moment, whether it will stay or go. I don't think so much yeah. this year because everybody's so accustomed to virtual at this point. Yeah. Um, so it's it's not going to be a hit or miss because you know people are going to tune in anyway because you know numbers are done by metrics online now, and that's how. I mean, a year plus there. into pandemic, yeah, people are very used to online events and everything. But oh, that's it's just not another to Zoom say or another YouTube or another thing I have to do, you know, and you know. So now that that stigma has gone away. I'm more. I want to see what you know. I want to see it come back next year, and I want to see it come back post-vaccination, post-pandemic, you know, like all that craze, you know, and and let some, some type of normalcy in the world come by, you know, next June, July. Now, this being said, before the pandemic, people were also saying that it, uh, E3 is, it, you know, it's more commercialized. It's not what it was in the past. It's not exactly the same show. And, It's it's more of like a show rather than a convention, you know. It's an awards preparation is, is ceremony. It's you well, know I mean, all this you with, know with anything as flash. as future generations come into video game and start producing content, the 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 organic nature of what originally brought you to the dance changes. It evolves whether it's an improvement or or the evolution of the product. It's still an evolution of it yeah not all evolutions are positive so what will it you know do i think that going virtual for this year i actually think it's a positive thing because it will allow people to reset for following year so that's just me that's that's my point of view well Um, it's it's like the x gene it's just a mutation you know it's going to evolve into e3 superior um little x-men joke there but member all the members of the esa approve of their plans for 2021 i seriously hope that it doesn't go away in 2022 it does come back because 
it's an event. You know, a lot of publishers, while last year they did separate, but that was mainly because it, they weren't doing it. In years prior, we saw PlayStation separating, doing their own thing, Nintendo separating, yeah. doing their own thing, and it was less a collaboration between everybody. Once again, that old meme, long ago, the four nations, you know, lived together in harmony of yeah. Xbox, PlayStation, Dreamcast, and Nintendo. And <laughs> Dreamcast. Yes. <laughs> the four nations were oh, once at funny. peace. But now it's very, it's, you know, very partisan. You have PlayStation having their own, you know, Republican convention or whatever they call it. You have, you know, uh, Xbox and, you know, everybody doing their own thing to where... I would like to see after, you know, this these crazy past couple of years for everybody to come back in for a little bit of unity for 2022 and make E3 a fucking show. So here's here's my only here's my only asterisk to this. Um E3 is not like E3 in California next year I wouldn't say would be a a crowning achievement cuz a lot of businesses have have opted out of of California Silicon Valley, and it's just because it's yes for the better. Are too high and the finance. It's a, it's a financial piece, and uh, and a lot of them are moving to Texas. And here's my ampersand: so, it'll get better. It will get better, but we have the opportunity to kind of cross promote these cities and make it a four part multi city event, so all of the United States can have some you know, some, some con that they go to for E3 and make it more of a, you know, all inclusive, you know, continental event. So you get to see content on the East coast, like have it in Philly or New York. And then you go down to like New Orleans or Texas to have that time zone and have like, so it is a four hour event and you get pivotal things at each one. So which will allow publishers in their own time zones yeah. to deploy stuff in their time. Four it would just hour be an event. idea. Four hour event, just like this podcast. But with the next story, we go ever closer to the end, which is of always. That was a good segue. Because Xbox wants to team up with Elon Musk to make a Halo Warthog. But like Steve said, he's probably busy. He's got shit to do. No, no, he's going to use that for SpaceX. He does. He's going to use that Warhawk for SpaceX and Mars. And he was just on Joe Rogan again. And the one part... Did he smoke some weed? No. The one part... That's illegal in Texas. Yeah. The one part that I found funny that I was overhearing was that the Starship that he's making, he made the end pointy on, on purpose, and it was arguably for the worse. So it looks cool. That's all I did. It just looks cool. He made the starship pointy because it looks cool. That's why I think he would be awesome choice to make the Halo Warthog. Tesla is a leading brand in futuristic vehicles, and creator Elon Musk has already shown he has no fear about getting too weird when it comes to designs of tomorrow. Hence the pointy rocket. Because of that, it should uh, be of no surprise that when looking and uh, looking to conceptualize a real-life Halo Warthog, Xbox is looking to the billionaire walking meme to make that dream a reality. 
The potential duo kick-started when Elon uh, revealed that he is a fan of the iconic Xbox Halo franchise and didn't take too long before Xbox saw the perfect opportunity. Xbox General Manager of Marketing Aaron Greenberg took to Twitter to not-so-subtly hint that uh, Musk that uh, a collaboration should happen, and we will see soon if that does come to fruition. If you didn't uh, crash a warthog into hey, everything. Elon, Elon, we can make the warthog Xbox fridge. The warthog <laughs> was great. You could crash into shit at full speed, and this is the flip it over, drive it away. There's this is my favorite part. With the with the with the warthog physics, it is so awesome. Yeah, and you this could is... drive it off a cliff. Yeah, this is my Scoop favorite the part of the article. Out, drive it away. My favorite part of the article. If you didn't crash your warthog into everything conceivable, every conceivable surface, did you really play Halo? <laughs> <laughs> Halo One Piss was the best. Yeah, yeah, it was. But oh, oh, it was a great day. game. Who doesn't want a, uh, the opportunity to buy a fucking warthog? You know, especially a Tesla warthog. But the I, answer I can't is wait no. for autonomous autonomous mode warthog. Yeah, transform autonomous mode warthog, and then you could play Halo in your warthog. So you're driving a warthog in your warthog. You're playing. You're you're pretending to drive a warthog in your warthog that is driving itself. Okay, that's the ultimate mind fuck there. But, but the voice of Cortana got me there. <laughs> so you have to control the warthog that you're playing, but you don't have to control the warthog you're driving. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like that idea. Ah, that it's sounds cool. a little confusing, though. <laughs> <laughs> little mental mind F. Well, I want to get into a different mental mind F, which is the end of our podcast, which is the end segment. Now, I thought of an interesting one this week. Next week, we'll probably go with Katarina's. Because me and her just went full in on that. Um, <laughs> but this week we're going over what fictional character's job would you want? Would you want to be Jean-Luc Picard and take his job as captain of the Enterprise? Am I me or am I him? Personally, I want the doctor's job. Are you the doctor or are oh, you yeah. you? Two hearts, TARDIS, screwdriver. So if if, if I life. was to be Jean-Luc Picard, I'd just be him. Oh, yeah. And not be me. Well, you have his job. I'd have his job, so I'd be me. Yeah, it's you. Yeah. Okay. It'd be me, not him. Well, you don't have your com- you don't have confidence in your ability to command a star tr- uh, starship I- I'm going just across trying to inter- get straight what the hell clubs. you're saying. Yeah. Now, but what character's job do you want? Do you want, you know, from Bob's Burgers? Do you want Bob's job? No. No. Because that's very, uh, you could do that now. You could just go open a burger place or work at McDonald's or Five Guys. I don't know. Whatever you want. Freddy's. Seven kids. And seven Burgers kids. and oh, hijinks. <laughs> yeah. Who like, doesn't like hijinks? Honestly, I want whatever job Homer Simpson had after he worked at the nuclear power plant to where he could just do whatever the fuck he wanted. And no, he was, his I house think- is paid for. Everything was gone. He never showed up at work. They even the made jokes about it. Of a sitcom. Oh yeah, and that's it. That was his job. Main yeah. character of a sitcom for fifty years. There you go. That'd be great. Be great. Oh man, what are you thinking, Tony Stark? I want his job. <laughs> you know, billionaire playboy, playboy philanthropist, or the you know, 
pseudo the armor around the world, single handedly globalizing world peace. No, the the former. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you so you don't want to be, you know, the world's cop? No, I don't need to be the world's cop. Team I America just want his job. I got a question for this. Mm-hmm. By you have their job, but do you actually also have their mannerisms? Like, am I actually no, just job. You're just ah. from just what I take job. it, you're you. Yeah, you're you. You're just you're taking you. the job. You're just, you. you just have their job. It's just like, I'm sorry, Jean-Luc Picard. Kelly's in charge right. now. Well, I got to so. change mine because I would say Sherlock Holmes' job, but I'd have to be like Sherlock yeah. Holmes to be to have that awesome. So hold on. Give me a second. <laughs> you're the worst detective ever. <laughs> uh, uh, like, I'm really trying. I can see sorry. more. I can see more of a Starsky and Hutch with you and Mark. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> You and Mark is Starsky and Hutch. That is fucking perfect. That's my answer right there. Me and you, buddy. There you go. Because you can make it like a 70s, like, Motop. I'm sorry, but (laughs) Mark wins. Mark Mark wins. Mark wins, actually. No, Mark Mark wins. He says, laser shoot shoot Larry. (laughs) All right. All right, Mark. Touche, good sir. You better change your answer right now to Starsky and Hutch with me and you. Yeah, otherwise you're not twins. True, you're not takes these backsies, bitch. <laughs> takes these backsies. But no, um, I'm going to side. Uh, no, I could see Mark and Kelly as Zoolander. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I'm not. I'm not about that life. You know what, man? I kind of think Alfred had a pretty sweet gig. That's not just, a bad choice at all. Oh, I think that's Alfred a great, had that's a, a really great fucking sweet gig, I mean, man. He had, he had to work his ass off for that. You know, to be, he was also a butler. Well, I mean, he was a butler, but, yeah, and he had to, you know, fix up Bruce Wayne's bruises and shit. You're but muted there, your cat. I really feel like Alfred would have been a really dope choice. I think Happy more than Alfred. Oh, yeah. He was more down the earth. Well, he was a bodyguard, though. So you'd, you'd have to he fuck people He was more up. than a bodyguard, but Alfred was kind of a bodyguard, too. Yeah. yeah, I liked Alfred, Alfred more shit. before the Pennyworth show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm not watching Pennyworth, but because I like um, which um, version of Alfred though, like Keaton's Alfred. I like Sean or... Pertwee as Alfred. Sean Pertwee, the doctor's son. Sean Pertwee son. on uh, Gotham. Fucking Alfred amazing Alfred. Yeah, because he's so badass in it. Oh yeah. my god, MI six bitch. Fucking awesome! <laughs> but Ke- Keaton's Batman was pretty badass as well. When he was—he's uh, always in the Batcave with him. Yeah, like, yeah, that's true. I he don't think that we've gotten a bad job. Alfred. I just don't like the show Pennyworth. <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't make. I like, well, I would like the show Pennyworth more if it wasn't about Alfred Pennyworth. If it was just another character, just another like some random character, because the stories yeah. are really good. It's just. You know, you meet Alfred at a point in his life and you kind of give him a backstory in your head based on the character that he is in that moment. And I know that that he didn't come out the womb that way, but to see things that that we had certain perceptions of seeing him now (laughs) as his butler and then seeing him younger (laughs) and not being that man was kind of disheartening. He comes out the womb in a fucking eyeglasses and glasses and and that What is that? He has a tray. Oh my God. Good Lord, your poor mother. It's silver. Holy (laughs) crud. How are you going to pay? We're going to pay with the tray. I'm sorry he won't let go. And an update for Kelly. Mark says he's down. He's down for Starsky and Hutch. 
That's not supposed to be the takeaway, guys. Oh, right, right, right. right. We may have gotten a little confuzzled Uh, I might have totally... Yeah. Um, Teddy stole my answer in the group chat, um, but I'm taking it anyway, and that is yeah. Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah that's Whatever the fuck he did for a living, he was whatever he does, I don't care. Swimming gold coins. <laughs> no, Matt. And the thing is, even if it's me as him, and I completely fuck it up, I'm still massively rich. I'll it would take fine. you a while to run out of that money. <laughs> well, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. That bank because vault. it's not like that was all being invested in like Bitcoin and stuff. It was in a vault that he swam in. So that I can't vault. imagine that vault was at least like four or five stories high. Yeah, like I I can Filled be pretty dumb, coins. but I don't think I can ever reach the level of dumb that I would empty out those quappers. In that my life. is what we call hashtag oh, winning. I got a good one, Richie Rich. Yeah, Richie Rich. He wasn't as rich as Scrooge McDuck. I think he was pretty rich. And, and then when I die, I become Casper well. the Ghost. I was about to say, eventually Remember your parents... Mount Richmore in their backyard. They do. Yeah. The, the parents are kind of murdery. Eventually they the will parents try and murder, murder you. At some point, and I'll be Casper the Ghost. Kelly, but what it'll be say? fun up say? until then. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Richie Rich, up until I get murdered by my parents and turn into a ghost. Yeah. All up until then, that's, that's great. That's how we created Casper. <laughs> Either that or Sailor Moon. That would be fun. Okay. Oh. Okay. I mean, I kind of stud away, from, I shied away from the superhero jobs because I don't need that noise. That would be Master Roshi. Yeah, I can take that. Listen, job. one of the best parts of Sailor Moon is the transformation. I, she's got the best transformation of all of them. Great soundtrack. Cute um, Colin said a yeah. Dragon Ball Z trainer or a martial arts trainer. He said uh, probably Master Roshi. He just wanted Show to watch up. a lot of porn mags. He just wanted to flip through them. Yeah, he would be he would be post Dragon Ball Z. He'd be like super with watching all the girly mags. <laughs> yeah. So um, I definitely think that this is a great end segment because what job would you want from a f- favorite fictional character? Are you smart enough to be Sherlock? Or are you cunning enough to be Captain James Tiberius Kirk? My, my wife wanted to tell you that she said, she would. She wouldn't want to be Captain Kirk or the captain. She wants to be Captain Kirk's wife, as her job. <laughs> oh no, no, I'm sorry, not Captain Kirk. Uh, Tony Stark's wife. Sorry. Okay. Pepper. Pepper Potts. Pepper Potts. Yes. Pepper Potts is a great choice. However, she really works. She yeah. No, your wife's work. about to work her ass. Like I don't want to be Captain. Any of like I would. You would think I'd want to be like Captain Janeway or something, or even like River Song, but the amount of responsibility mm-hmm. that those oh, people yeah. have, I don't want that. <laughs> That's yeah, what I'm saying. That I don't that. want the superhero I powers. Do not. I don't want, want that, that responsibility. responsibility. No. Catherine Janeway, so, you're, you're stuck on the other side of the fucking galaxy <laughs> with a whole crew, and you're and responsible. want to kill you. Yeah, and yeah. you're responsible to get them all home safe. No, thank you. I don't Felix would have been shut out the airlock before the end of episode one had I been in charge of that bear voyager. I would rather be Trump's PR person than to be Captain Catherine Janeway. Okay, that's way too much responsibility. Faux show. What were you asking me, Chris? As, so if if Elise wants to be Tony Stark's wife, she's already there because she already does everything. And pop. And she's um, already you know married. To, <laughs> and she's already married to our so Iron Kelly. That's right. And, then and today me. is the day their friendship ended. 
<laughs> no, I love you, Kelly. I know. <laughs> and that was the last day Kelly talked to Chris. <laughs> but he did not know. He was hurt inside, but he didn't show it. And, of course, this is the end of the podcast. A long, drawn-out one at that. We end it with the thank yous. We want to thank you to Mark Gervais, Frank Percy, William Umstetter. We want to thank Mark Hines, Betty Cow, and, of course, our pal Joe Palladino for liking and commenting on all the podcasts. And Hey, hey Matt, you know what? We're almost two years coming on right now is the delivery from the uh, you know, the podcast from the delivery room episode. Yeah, when we were going to go. Um, and, hey, we already have Elise's permission. Baby number two, we're in that bitch. <laughs> I hope you guys forget about that. Fuck no, I'm not forgetting. <laughs> no, no, Baby no. two, we're in the room, man. We already permission. already got vision. number two to have a podcast. Katarina will be the midwife. We have, <laughs> we have photograph. Said, we I'm have sorry, video. What? We oh, have video uh, evidence of... Of Elise saying, and a it's, taser. It's okay for us to be in the delivery room for baby number two. I, don't make me go through the footage. I will find it. COVID. I have it may, all. May not let you. <laughs> Look, we'll just walk Post in there with our taser. We're fine. I mean, <laughs> portable podcaster. So I want no part of this. <laughs> don't you like tasers? It was about two years ago, Kelly. Uh, two years ago today. On, once again, a very snowy night, this is actually a very, it's an anniversary podcast because two years ago today, I'm so glad Kelly joined on because it was the very first time I met our Kelly and it was the tr- the culmination of everything of, that we are now. It was the very first Triforce at Comic Universe. The Triforce yes. was formed this day on a snowy night in February two years ago, and it has not been the the podcast hasn't been the same since. Snowed today. I remember bringing my camera and it would not charge. It would not work. And in true and- fashion, Kelly showed up the last half hour of that podcast too. <laughs> I, was, I was there early. Thank you. You were uh, in your one one thing, if anything, you, you are, are always consistent. constant. You're always consistently late. <laughs> I've been told that my whole life. <laughs> I saw a meme and I was about to fucking post it because it was like a million dollars if the name you tag would show up late to the event to the next event. And I was like, Kelly, Kelly, getting a million dollars. I'll cut you in, buddy. Kelly's the he's got me there. He's always late. <laughs> no comment. But it was shortly after that that we got Twitchy Wilson because we were using his phone to go live and he was used the Low battery sign popped up, and he would pop up it like a little, like a little Wilson from. Uh... And his and his phone would time out too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All the glitches and bugs later, it culminates. Have, and Chris will tell you to this. I still, to this day, no matter what I do, always have a technical issue somehow. It could be I'm streaming, yeah. and all of a sudden my internet goes out, and yeah. it takes ten minutes to restart, or my computer just shuts off, or I'm playing, and Charlie will turn my Xbox off, or yeah. or anything. I always have technical issues. All of a sudden, my sound doesn't work. Like earlier, when my mic wasn't working. I had to plug it and replug. Well, it that's in. a funny like, thing you would... mentioned technical issues because I remember we have. I'm looking at the fucking mic deck, 
we had the right now we had the mic deck and we had the microphones and we were at Comic Universe and they were constantly cutting in and out the whole fucking time. Yep. We were uh, we are always plagued with bugs and issues. You know what? I cleaned up that audio really good though. You also look at us, injured look your at us now though. Look you also uh, injured your elbow patting yourself on the back. As always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but look at us now. I'm green. You're there. We're on. Yeah, what's up that? You're green. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Kelly's are we green. Ever fix that or I fucking no. No, we're green to them on the Zoom call. Well, to us, Kelly's green. Look at this screen. It ain't easy being green. You're you're just creepy because all, all I see from you is a beard. That's it. It's the white face <laughs> beard. That's all anybody sees. And two little beady eyes. That's it. <laughs> and that's what they. That, that's the last thing that you hear when when Bigfoot comes crawling. <laughs> and of course, this means a long drawn out goodbye. I'm Matthew Bucrell, the Matman in the Projanger Box. We have our Iron Kelly, Kelly Yo. Collins. We have Christopher Bristow, the old man. We also have Bye. all the way from Thermoscara, Katarina Thermoscara. Cat go Google. And of course, our omnipotent presence that is our producer, big brother, Stephen Bucarell, taking Link outside very quickly. And it is the end of one podcast and the beginning to an end credit podcast. We thank Don't you all for watching. We love you. <laughs> we miss you. Bye. We want to see you next oh, week, God. Wall Jangers. Oh, Until then. Game on, boys and girls! Bye-bye! Oh, God. I can't. So, so Katarina, you have to go through like, our back catalog. I'll find the episode number, but the one episode where we were like, we were all in on like that live from the delivery room! And then, like, it was just... I really thought you guys would forget about that. No, no, we, no we don't forget it. We don't forget about anything there, sir. <laughs> We're doing it live. Play on the tangers. That was a good segue. Yeah. Well, I'm throwbacks there, Matt, man. So, you know, th- th- look oh. at the shirt for the, for the throwback. Reading Rambo. <laughs> I can do any. I can do anything. Can anything. I? Take a look. You. It's in a book. It's reading Rambo. Clearly, clearly, you're doing Rocky. What was it, Rocky Four, where he was mostly retarded, and uh, they had a robot. And he was in a mansion, and yeah, on the roof. There they are. We're doing Rocky. Is that a reindeer on my roof? I think we're mixing all of our Rockies together. No, 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 no. That's Rocky right. Four was was the robot. That was the robot. That was the robot that was one. Oh uh, yeah, the robot. What was it? The previous another podcast we got. I got that mixed up, and I was yelling at myself during the, in the editing room. But as I shared in the Facebook uh, chat, um, today marks the two year anniversary of the first time we went live on location anywhere. It was the old man and myself. Big brother was back here in the cave uh, playing games. I we, was keeping the dog company. There you go. Yes. And he was not really integral in the podcast. I not know. in the beginning. <laughs> no, he, Big Brother had to warm up to it. He was just, nah, you do your thing. I'll just be in the background. And that he was, was like. More like, he was more like Squidward. 
<laughs> but he he and that's what really surprised me when he brought up lug nuts and he was like what if we do an automotive podcast i was like all right i'll tell you why it's because the grand tour is so disappointing how few there are even in the very beginning that's that's right very that's where very it came up. disappoint like this is what you it's great don't get me wrong it was when grand enough. tour uh stopped doing their classic top gear style show and he was just like let's do our own let's just fuck them i'll show them you know, I have not shown anyone yet. We no. have like three viewers. Yeah, maybe, no. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I haven't looked. But um, two years ago, we were at. I am going to turn off this damn notification for a bit. Yeah, you better, you better turn off those notifications. Well, I can turn it off on my phone. I can't turn it off on the Facebook. It's worse. Yeah, you could turn down the volume mixer on the. Paper. It's worse when it's one of y'all, because y'all should know we're podcasting. Like when Kelly was texting us all the other day in the middle of the podcast, Sit it kept back. banging. You can actually mute the Facebook chat during That's the show. Probably what he's doing now, but sitting forward. Like, you know that that thing that we do. So yeah, to, do not disturb. Someone looks fancy. There we go. I just turned the Google notifications down. Okay. There we go. Yeah, you can do that too. See? Efficiency. And now I just have to turn all the other silence, all other stuff on my phone. Okay. So. WandaVision. Was also episode five, fan fucking tastic, wasn't it? Yes, it was. We'll start off with the big fucking giant elephant in the room, Evan Peters, Quicksilver from the Fox universe, popping in to the Marvel universe. My question is: Do you think this is purely a recast? Like, hey, we're just gonna switch this guy because Wanda materializes him. Or B, do you think this is actually Nightmare slash Mephesto, the actual villain, entering? I think it's going to be a big swerve. We'll, we'll see. I don't think um, the reveal for what we got, we haven't seen the full ramifications of it yet. No, because we still have four episodes left. And tomorrow's episode, you know, it's going to be fantastic. I can already tell. But just from that episode, the episode we saw last week, I watched it multiple times because we saw Vision starting to really question his reality. Like, why don't I remember anything outside of Westview, Wanda? It's because you're dead. Well, it's, it's it's where you and I were talking. It's like she's reanimating him. She has the power to emulate the Mind Stone's capabilities. So the featurette get, may get, have yeah. flashed a Mind Stone in WandaVision footage, so that's where yeah. I think our theory here is really solidified that she has the multiverse warping ability of she can create reality. She reanimated Vision. Now she she could make all the it's Infinity Stones. No and one thing I saw on comicbook.com, a theory, is that all the commercials are tied to the Infinity Stones. 
And the location of where they came from. Yes. Like, oh, my God, that just fucking blew my mind there. And I was like, fuck, man. This show never ceases to stop making me want more of it. Yeah, it's your crack. Well, and then, you know, we got Falcon Winter Soldier coming up, and then Loki right after that, and you got fucking, uh, you know, Black Widow, and you have all this stuff coming out. I just, it's Marvel time, man. If we had a year without Marvel and the world went to shit, now we have Marvel in our lives and everything is. I right. don't. I don't. I don't think those two are related. They're not correlated. I don't. I don't think there's there's any correlation or causation there. Oh. Yeah. I, I, oh. Wow. Really that's that's. He just put his degree on for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Let's let's let's. No. Marvel would like to. Deny any uh, ties between them and the COVID disaster virus, that is yeah, yeah that probably happened. Yeah, it's, it's a term. It called makes plausible feel like we're in a comic book where we have just yeah. exited a comic book. It was not a comic book. Yeah. Anyway, but another thing we don't talk about on the podcast recent news we could do here is Gina Carrara, UFC uh, fighter. Gina Carano. Yeah, Carano. Uh, first off, UFC fighter. We, as Big Brother pointed out, we should keep this in it. the front of our mind. Go get it. <clears throat> yeah, I don't care. Just go get it. So we should keep the fact that she was a UFC fighter and sustained head trauma for years in yeah, the forefront. People have been kicking her in the head for years. So let's remember that when we talk about her. She may not... So- Always get the correct words out. She compared Republicans to Jews in World War II. Yeah, I, I don't I know what she I was saying here. So after, I don't know so what the I, statement is really. I went through all the all, all like the articles that were covering that story. Yeah, I saw and the actual tweet she made, and I see there was. I mean, she. I don't believe she had ill intent. I think that no, she was no. just, so, she was off, you know? It, but it's a matter of perception, though. Like, you, how you yes. how you digest the information that's being presented to you is also the way, you know, because there's, there's two parts in that in that relationship. The person who's spewing the information is, is putting it out there. And granted, it is hearsay. It's their point of view. And the person, and, and the other part of that is the person who's recipient it. So I'm going to receive it differently than Katarina will receive it or yeah. you will receive it or Big Brother will receive it. Yes. But the fact is there are facts that are behind all this. Um, it didn't just start there, you know, with Nazi Germany being like the Third Reich. Okay. It got there somehow and she was just leading up to that. Now, well, it was the propaganda that led to that. Actually, yeah, I mean, and, ten and things there's, there's, you didn't I just know about find it kind is of on, ironic um, because the you know the, this was just kind of like the straw, I think, on the camel's yeah. back. Um, yeah. But also, she was going off the cuff. For I a while. also think that the press kind of picked this up and ran with it, and I yes. don't even know that she was technically fired because if you look at the statement. All they said was, she's not an employee of Lucasfilm, and we have no plans with working with her. As far as I was concerned, her story was pretty much wrapped up at the end of the anyways. So it could have just been like, okay, season's wrapped. 
if when we're writing the next season, we find something for you to do, maybe we'll use you or not. Like, I don't know what the behind the scenes was. There so was a story, though. Completely. Here's the thing. Unrelated thing, because Lucasfilm, like, their Twitter hasn't said anything. Disney's Twitter hasn't said anything. Favreau, Filoni, no one has made a statement. Even her, her Twitter's been quiet for you know, yes. since she went to go do this podcast, yeah, she doesn't really do that much on Twitter. She does more on. Oh Instagram. yeah, she does. Here's so the she's thing: also, she's, she does. Her publicist said, "Shut up." <laughs> Here's the thing: there are rumors that there was going to be a spinoff series with Gina Carraro that is now shit-canned. So, but it's also that is also it's still that she rumor. wasn't like uh, how much employee. of this is people trying to whip everyone up into a frenzy? Like I. Yeah. For me, what she posted was provocative, especially since I find it kind of ironic that she's saying this as if it hasn't been someone that she's been very supportive of doing this exact thing that she's saying is being done to her. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I don't necessarily think that this that this particular Instagram story is what got her fired or even that she was oh, fired no. at all. No. Like the she was wrapped in November. She was, she was just pissing off a bunch of people. She pissed off a lot of the people in the uh, trans community because in her profile, she put a beep slash boop slash boop. Well, they had asked her <laughs> if she would put her pronouns yes. in, in support. And of then the she trans did that. Community. And instead of doing they that, yes. she refused to, and then she put that in and then got some backlash for it and said, she just did it as a joke. And, and whether it was a joke or not, and, and it came across. As I mean, that's how I saw it. it. I saw that as her I trying left. to be funny, you know, yeah. because a lot of people are on the pronouns thing. Whatever. I'll call you whatever you want. Doesn't matter to me. Everybody's the same. And, and she walked Everybody's an asshole. when she had a when she had a conversation with Pedro. <laughs> See? Uh, uh, Matt Man's general Pascal philosophy. Had, had you know has relatives that were in the trans community. So His Yeah. 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 So after after mm. the conversation with that, you know, she walked that back and pulled that down. Because she likes Pedro, but, and she's like, oh, they, fuck. Well, and I also think that a lot of times people just think it's funny to be a troll or to be edgy. Yeah. And that's Twitter. sometimes you just have to read the room, you know? Yeah, but that's Twitter. Especially reading the room in Twitter is just like, that's like reading the fucking but somebody, that, somebody who's followed her, I've followed her on Twitter for for quite a while, and you know how you can see their tweets and replies yeah. and the things that they like. There is no question about where she stands on certain things oh yeah there, there is right. absolutely yeah. no question there and and the stuff that she does stand on i have felt like a person like ill like i didn't yeah i don't care for that but at the same time i wasn't I campaigning her to have her fired over it either but i, mean, I honestly feel like it's a good character yeah the Car Cara dune was a great character i don't think gina carano is a particularly great actress but for the type of role that it was she was a good fit for it i don't think mm -hmm. them replacing her is the best move. Oh, like what people that, are like, saying to for me, um, story was was done whoa, already. Just anyway. add a new character. Fans are saying, oh no, replace uh, Cara Dune, uh, replace Corona with uh, uh, Lucy Lawless. And I was like, no. I, well, I don't think that they should we don't replace need Cara Lucy anymore. Lawless. Create create a character for Lucy Lawless. I'm yeah. all for all of the Lucy. Just Lawless. Yeah, we don't make need, somebody we don't new. To... But we don't need Cara Dune anymore. We don't. You know what? No part in this is bring done, Bill Burr back. As far as yeah. I'm concerned, bring Bill Burr back. That's what we need. That's all we need. We Get rid of her. Burr. Bring in Bill Burr. That's we just need more I Bill really Burr. think that she had That'll a great arc in the first two seasons. Yeah. You you're introduced with her. She goes through her struggles. 
she finds a new home for herself, a new career for herself. And then she has that interaction with, with Bill Burr where she kind of sees that not everybody from the Empire. Yeah, it was a big moment. Complete like, it was a great moment. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that her not being part of the show anymore is a detriment to anything because her story was done. It's not, but at the same point, one thing like me and Joe Palladino were like, just shut the fuck up. Yeah, I Don't agree. say I anything. Stop talking. You already know you were getting a lot of flack for like, it. Shut up. I, like, I take no joy <laughs> in the fact that she's been um, yeah. let go if that's the case. Like, in the people that are trolling on that, like, I, I don't. Oh, her agency I'm not dropped a fan her. Of trolls anyway. Oh, she's like she's not getting her any work. Agency her agency her for what she dropped said? her. Oh, oh yeah, her agency Ooh. dropped her. So that's but the thing. Like, it's Ooh, like it's it's not funny to make fun. Of, it's, it's not. not funny to make fun of people because of who they are. I I don't care if if you if you're not gay if you're not trans that's fine. But why are you making fun of people if that if that's what they are? Mind your Liking own business. Tweets, is my making fun of the tra- I think it's a it's a trans female who's now it holds a seat in government. She liked tweets making fun of it. Well, that's a man, but like like um with the Austin Powers, like that's a man. Like yeah. if that's what you're attacking on this person, if you don't agree with their politics or what have you, that's fine. But to make fun of them for being who they are, come on. Fuck off. Well, it's just the it's internet not, being shitty. It's not funny. You know? It's, it's not funny. Yeah, it's just the internet being shitty. But I, while I do see... Social media is a dumpster fire to begin with. It is. And, yes. it, and it gives people license to be as trashy as possible to each other. And I hate... It is. I it's hate. the bad side of the internet. That's why... Even ever, it was the one That's documentary. Why we encourage video cameras. Well, it was the one, it was the one <laughs> documentary that came out. Uh, the Social Dilemma. After oh, yeah, I watched that, fantastic. I've stopped oh, that focusing awesome. on social media so much. You know, I, yeah, I, I tried too. to put the phone down and just be okay with being bored. You're going to be bored, and it's fine. You know, in this age of the Internet, we have this immediacy of information and entertainment to where now you don't physically have to have that because you can just have a cell phone or a tablet yep. and have immediate entertainment and knowledge. and Instant gratification exactly a detriment to the human psyche. Exactly. And that's where I think we need well, to evolve. I also think this past year with everybody being home, um, they've turned more and more to the internet as a yes. source of distraction. And that and, certainly and hasn't helped. it's generated more keyboard warriors, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and but... social justice warriors. Like, like the overt disinformation social justice warrior. But one thing that it's it okay did to be a social help. justice warrior if your cause is for the right thing and and your well you know everybody who it, who calls themselves or or I don't like using social justice warrior but anyone who who's fighting for any kind of cause believes that they're on the right side yeah so you're never gonna get like a it's full on my side versus your never, side it's never a good versus evil the internet anymore. itself has just well, sometimes it is <laughs> well the internet itself has just uh, just enlarged tribalism. Because my tribe's better than your tribe. I'm right, you're wrong. Kind of thing, it's yeah. that thing that where that has really just kind of exploded. You're going to believe thing. what I believe Monkey. because I believe it. Yeah. But another yeah. thing I believe is that people are going to click right here in that subscribe button. <laughs> and then they're going to find every Triforce po- podcast. That was podcast. a really good segue. Thank you. That was a good segue. And then they're going to find every Triforce podcast right above my head and covering our cardboard Kelly's face like the reverse Twitchy Wilson is the very best Purjangers and Wallhangers video for you. And as, of course, our main man Connor says, Bye. 
One punch. That was a good end credit podcast, and I think we're ready to start the show. Oh, shit. No, we're not. I need to get my, my news. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I mean, well, that's, that, that's an everyday thing. That's a that's a day that ends in Y days, sir. Yeah. Today is Thor's day. You know what social justice warriors remind me of? Anyone used to watch a show, Wife Swap? Anyone remember oh God, the God remember Warrior that. woman? Oh, no. 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 The God I Warrior? The I just don't remember that episode. Yeah, no. everyone remembers that. When anyone says that, that's what I picture in my mind. Now, you should stop and picture that in your mind anytime one of the... You, one says that too, and you'll have a nice laugh. You know what my immediate thought was right after you said that story? It was the Tom Segura bit when he's talking about uh, scared straight. Yeah. Bikes. Oh yeah. Bike. <laughs> bikes. I hear you in here for bikes. Bikes. <laughs> whenever I hear social justice warrior, I just think Cartman, clown hat, curly hair, smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm never going to forget that. Until the day I die, I will always remember that we are going to be into the delivery room for your second child. Fuck the doctors. We'll do it in the goddamn alley. I don't care. Elise said, wherever that baby's popping out, we're going to be there doing a podcast. Wait, so you're going to make Elise leave the delivery room and have the baby in the alleyway if the doctors don't let you? <laughs> well, I'm not going to make her. I'm just going to politely suggest, That's like the mob did back time. in the day. All right. <laughs> And then Natural she's birth. gonna politely suggest he <laughs> go fuck himself. Yeah, she said, but it'll be great audio. <laughs> Tell them to go fuck themselves. <laughs> it'll be a great podcast. I'm glad she's feeling better, by the way. Yes, you too, better. Colin. Glad you're feeling better. Colin, he says he's glad you're feeling better too. Now we just have to worry about Charlie. Make sure she doesn't have yeah. it. She most likely does because she's got a full out fucking dripping snot, sneezing, coughing. Wow. No, you guys don't have the quarantine. Means I have the quarantine because you guys had it. And I fucking did my job and I never fucking got it. <laughs> Unless I already had it and didn't know. And maybe that's why I didn't test positive. I don't know. And of course, you get the antibodies. Anybody test? Because you got quarantine. Well, you know what it is. I take those two a day uh, multivitamins every day. The multivitamins. Lots of, lots and lots of lots of. You went to the Walmarts and you grabbed them. We're just bullshit. Yeah. The bullshit. All right, I'm going to pop off. Good night, guys. Me too. Bye, gang. We'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. No, over here. And blah. Ah, that was good. Stop. Stream. Bye.